This is Health Matters with Robin Louise, sponsored by Michigan Primary Care Partners on WBRN. Health Matters is a paid program which does not reflect the opinions of the management of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. And now, here's Robin Louise. Good morning and welcome to Health Matters. You're with Rob and Louise. And we have been gathering up information over the past week. We're hunters and gatherers. Trying to share the latest studies, uh, some things that you might have questions about. And then obviously, if the information gets a little over our heads, then we will consult with a medical professional. And we'll be talking more with Dr. Singh and representatives like Dr. Singh in the upcoming weeks. Obviously, a lot of things that we know about are things that we live. Food is mm-hmm. one of those things. And a lot of people have a lot of questions about nutrition and health. What are the things that people are told to eat more of, especially in this society? Berries, nuts, fruits. Fruits, vegetables. Fruits and vegetables, yeah. But then you get conflicting messages, especially when it comes to fruits. Well, but fruit has a lot of sugar in it. Mm. So how do you deal with that? Well, you just keep reading studies and find the best kind of fruit that works for you. They say, yes, fruit does have sugar in it, but this is the good kind of sugar, not like sugar you add to coffee or that's in candy or baked goods. It has vitamins and minerals. Look at the banana. A lot of people say, well, a banana has quite a bit of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Well, it also has potassium. That's good for you, too. But did you ever know? And I can't believe I was finally right. Wait a minute. Is wine in this no, or something? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's about a banana. <laughs> did you know that the way you eat your banana makes it either better for you or not as good for you? What do you mean the way you eat it? Well, the sugar content increases or decreases based on how ripe it is. So Yeah, it increases the riper it gets. So they say a green banana contains much less sugar than a browning overly ripe one. Green bananas have additional health benefits beyond their lower sugar content. A study from the journal Nutrients says that regularly Eating green bananas may help adults with type 2 diabetes lose weight as well as lower their insulin sensitivity. And for healthy adults, eating green bananas may help you feel more full. Do you know what else would help you feel more full? Eating green broccoli. <laughs> broccoli would help you. And there's lots of vitamins in green broccoli, I'm just too. I'm saying, just saying that finally I found something that I do because I tend to like my bananas a little more on the green side because once they get... Uh, too brown or too ripe, they're a little too sweet for me. But it actually is pretty good for you because of the green bananas resistant starch content. So there you go. Mm, Well, there's something else that you may like too, because I know you are, uh, I mean, I like cheese, but you love cheese. Yes. And, And if you eat lots of salt, it says you should eat lots of cheese 
to stay healthy. Well, and who doesn't eat a lot of salt? You don't even realize how much salt you're eating any given day based on processed foods. Because even if you don't add salt to your food, there's already a ton of it there. Right. And this is a study out of Penn State University. It says if you eat a lot of salt, one of the best ways to keep your heart healthy is to also eat a lot of cheese. Hmm. What is it? Is it like the the um, pineapple that you put in the ham that kind of soaks up the salt? Well, I don't know. The researchers found that when you uh, when people who ate a lot of salt also ate four servings of cheese, it made their blood vessels stronger. Really? Yeah, which lowers your chance of having heart problems. No kidding. Now, the researchers did find that the healthiest people in the study were the ones who didn't eat much salt or much cheese but if you are going to eat salt then the extra cheese comes in handy that will help it out and kind of counterbalance the uh the salt Mm, well i'm happy because now i can eat my uh on the green side bananas eat a little more cheese and drink my coffee because and it really depends on what study you read and what year it happens to be but at this point (laughs) Even though you've been warned that coffee will stunt your growth or cause heart disease, some newer research says it has some health benefits. So, as for now, the studies are showing no connection between coffee and an increased risk of heart disease or cancer. Some studies even saying that there's an association between drinking coffee and decreased overall mortality, possibly cardiovascular mortality, Though this may not be true in younger people who drink large amounts of coffee. So as usual, when you're talking about anything, you're talking about moderation. Mm -hmm. Earlier studies didn't take into account that a lot of times people who drink coffee may have some other high-risk behaviors along with that, like smoking, being inactive, that kind of thing. And they used to determine those people all in the coffee drinking category and didn't say, well, these other things might have something to do with it too. Um, High consumption of unfiltered coffee, like espresso, has been associated with mild elevation in cholesterol. Some studies say that two or more cups of coffee a day can increase the risk of heart disease in people with a specific genetic mutation. And I think the last thing I heard about coffee that you can drink up to four or five cups a day before there's some sort of negative effects. But as usual, you know, a couple cups of coffee a day, they're saying now, not such a bad thing unless there's a specific reason having to do with other aspects of your health that might affect you. Mm-hmm. And if there are, then you can know there's always tea, you know, green right. tea and stuff like that that you can drink. I mean, if you want, if you need something soothing i guess for your throat and if you're wondering you know well should i have coffee shouldn't i have coffee as usual we tell you if there might be a reason why you shouldn't be drinking it you check can with talk your, to doctor. your doctor about yeah. that in fact i'm gonna have a sip of coffee right <laughs> well that's good because you haven't had all that much today yet. so i just figured i'd have a little bit more yeah <laughs> there's another a food item that you never know depending on the year whether it's good for you or bad for you and that's eggs now you've heard all kinds of things about eating eggs in moderation can either be beneficial to your health or it's bad for you because of cholesterol and they're still saying at this point recent research from the journal of american medicine 
says that there is an increased risk of heart disease with excessive egg consumption. What is excessive? Well, a dozen or two a week. What it says, linked to eating on top of your regular diet, an additional three to four eggs per week, 300 milligrams of dietary cholesterol per day. Previous studies showed decreased and no heart risk to those who ate up to one egg a day. So, you know, if you're being sensible about it, if you're eating... You know, like my three dozen and... Eggs and bacon omelet on the weekend, I shouldn't do that? That's probably not the way to go. Yeah, but there's cheese in it. (laughs) Just saying. Well, then you're okay with your salt, aren't you? (laughs) And the funny thing is, looking back on what they tell you about anything, and I guess it's just because research has gotten so specific and there have been more studies done on larger amounts of people, why these things keep changing. You know, coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you. Eggs are good for you, eggs are bad for you. The main thing is if you live long enough, all of these studies will reverse themselves eventually. I mean, (laughs) I mean, because I remember when peanut butter, they said, was bad for you. Mm -hmm. And then it was good, and then then it was was good, and then it was bad. And and there's all kinds of them. And, And eggs is another one that would go through yeah. that. They say if you're confused about egg consumption and whether it's good for your health, you're not alone. Uh, 1984, a headline in Time magazine cover featured a disheartened breakfast. I don't know if you remember that with the with the bacon doing the frowny face. The frowny face, face yeah. <laughs> and it said the egg debate, you know, it, it seemed like eggs were going to be problematic for you because of the cholesterol. Um, 1995, they put out a dietary recommendation from the American Heart Association that set a unified goal for Americans, less than 300 milligrams per day from dietary cholesterol. Uh, One large boiled egg contains 186 milligrams. Uh, In 2002, the American Heart Association loosened things up, said you could eat some more eggs. 2013, no association found between egg consumption and cardiovascular disease. 2016 headline, this is what you were talking about, the oldest living person gives credit to raw eggs. <laughs> <laughs> this this woman from Italy who was on her 117th birthday said that she was eating raw eggs on a daily basis <laughs> and said her long life was partially because of her diet of raw eggs. 2018, they're saying an egg a day keeps the doctor away, and now they're saying they're back to, yeah, eggs are okay, but... Yeah, I always wondered about that, though. You know, when they talk to, like, the oldest living person and they tell them, yeah, uh, I've been having this diet and this is what I lived on was raw eggs. If there's no one there to confirm it, then you would just wonder if they're just like, oh, I'll just get back at everybody. Well, and, you, and you've seen a lot of those people, what you always tell the story of George Burns, who lived a very long life, mm-hmm. and his health habits were not necessarily Yeah, he what smoked say, 25 cigars a day. Man. Yeah, 25 cigars a day, and he lived to be over 100, you know, so. And then another, uh, you know, woman says a little, little, uh, 
toot of uh, whiskey of whiskey every day was what worked for her. But I guess you have to combine all of these things, kind of read up a little bit, do some research, try to be reasonable, talk to your doctor, no. and then you can stay as healthy as possible. One of the things that, you know, we've talked a lot about food, obviously, today. We've been talking all about food. And another one that, you know, you never know about is butter. Yeah. You know, butter is one of those that... Uh, it was got a really bad rep at first. I mean, for being bad in cholesterol and bad, you know, just you know, it was a clogger of everything. Isn't but that it's why not they kind all. of created some of those butter Margarine substitutes? I remember like my that. mom used to use oleo all yeah. the time. What it, what is oleo? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea, but I, it's not good for you. The margarines and the stuff like that. They always they tell you now that you should eat butter. Now you got to you know limit not it a, stick a little of it. bit. You don't yeah, the you know, deep fried butter that you that. find at the fair not such a good idea. Right, exactly. But you eat, uh, you can eat butter. In fact, we did an event with the uh, Heart Association, and they had butter on the table, and I asked them about it. And this was years ago, but I asked them about it, and they said, "Oh yeah, butter is a lot better for you, and we recommend butter over the margarine or anything like that because butter." comes from milk it comes from cows it's natural the all the margarines and oleos and mm-hmm. things like that are all chemicals and stuff like that so if you're putting that in there i mean i i would much rather have something natural than something that you know i mean or just you know eat a plastic balloon or something you <laughs> well know? and to this day now we always use butter mm-hmm. and i think the hardest thing is finding spreadable butter because it used to just come in those hard sticks and you know you couldn't right. get it on your bread without it ripping apart right. but now they have something to take care of that too yeah and and we've been talking about the food and everything because food helps you from making bad decisions really yeah if you have any big decisions coming up it says in this study do not do it on an empty stomach because it says so like if you have it you know go it it says in here eat 14 donuts fast <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know if that's no. the best way to no, go this but is a something. new study out of scotland that says if you've uh, you made that bad decisions on an empty stomach uh, this is what researchers found when people were hungry it made them more impatient and they wound up making dumber and more impulsive decisions. Mm-hmm. The researchers say that people generally know when they're hungry, they shouldn't really go food shopping. Well, and that, how many times has that happened? I do to that you? all the time, yeah. you know, because you're you don't have any groceries at home, and it's like, well, I have to go shopping, and then you're hangry, and then everything looks good, and your cart's full with things that you probably shouldn't have. Well, then they that found Sunday. out that it that <laughs> researchers found out that it does that and other decisions as well. Really? Yeah. So make sure you you know eat a, eat a good breakfast or something if you have a lot of decisions to make have it work. Have a snack handy just in case you need to yeah. need to decide something. Isn't he on I thought he was on Saturday Night Live, Snack Handy. Was it, <laughs> I don't cartoons think, by Snack Handy I, or I something like that. That's it. Thought all. it was. <laughs> but yeah, you've done that before with at the store. I do it all the time at the store. Because we'll say she'll say, "Well, let's stop by the store. I want to pick up some water and some cat food," and then I'll come back to the cart and it's overflowing, and I'm like, "What's going on?" I'm a hungry. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I can't make good decisions. <laughs> and then she asked me for help and so then I'm ending up having to, you know, do a distraction so she can run out with the cart. 
<laughs> which she still hasn't figured out. No, yet. I can't. I can't do that. Yeah. But yes, uh, food has an effect on so much in your life. And as you can tell, things change on a monthly, yearly, daily basis with these studies. Just try to be as reasonable as you can be when it comes to food decisions. And once again, talk to your doctor because they have the answers and then you can work them into your nutrition plan. Mm-hmm. And we actually, we have food falling all around our house. We got acorns falling all over the place. <laughs> and it's so funny this time of year because you can hear them hitting like the, the grill out, you know, you'll hear them all of a sudden, bam, and then the, the boat down there, it'll hit the aluminum mm-hmm. boat and make a big noise. Little dents in the truck and all truck, that sort of thing. It's getting you hit. ever eaten an acorn? Me? Yes. No, not on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. I guess you can eat them. You can make acorn wine or something like that. Well, no, I shouldn't have said that. Acorn stew or whatever. I don't know. that You can make something. Squirrels eat them all the time. Well, I know that, but I'm not a squirrel. <laughs> well, there are some similarities. Just saying. <laughs> this is Health Matters. You're with Robin Louise, and we will be back with segment two coming up on News Radio 1460, 107.7 WBRN. This is Health Matters with Robin Louise, sponsored by Michigan Primary Care Partners on WBRN. Health Matters is a paid program which does not reflect the opinions of the management of WBRN and the Big Rapids Radio Network. 